0: Good morning! I'm worried. I had a little sleep and a lot of coffee, so I'm worried that I might be a little jittery up here, but I'm going to try to be calm and share with you all this morning. And thank you, Blake, for that encouragement. It's really been such a joy to be here in New Orleans, and my highlight of being in New Orleans has been being part of this church. For real, I'm not just saying that. It has been such a gift. There's just a welcoming and openness about this community that has really ministered to my heart and to Matthew's heart and our kids' hearts. And so thank y'all for welcoming us in. And something I really loved about this sermon series that we've been in, this year of discipleship, hearing from different people in our church, is that when everyone has shared, it's been out of such a place of openness and honesty, and real relationship with Jesus. And that has been so powerful to experience week after week. And so I'm just praying that that continues this morning. And like Blake said, we're going to talk about this morning becoming like Jesus by embracing suffering. And I don't know about you, but that's not necessarily my favorite topic. It doesn't feel like super fun and light But as believers, it's necessary, and it's meaningful, and it is a place where God wants to meet us. When I think about suffering, I think a lot of us can kind of fall into two groups. So there's some of us who, when we go through disappointment and pain and suffering, our immediate reaction is to kind of turn away from it and just say, God is good. God is faithful. He works all things together for our good. And is that true? Yes, absolutely, that's true. But we miss something when we don't stay in, in the moment and embrace that pain. And then there's another group of us that we allow suffering to just kind of smack us in the face and we can't look away from it, even if we wanted to. But then we just stay stuck in our suffering and we don't allow the truth of who God is his promises, his hope, his, the eternal relationship we have in Jesus, we don't allow that to direct our lives. We let our suffering direct our lives. And so this morning my hope is to share a third way that we are able to be, to be as believers. And that is to be people who we hold on to our pain, we acknowledge our pain, we're honest about our suffering. We say, God, this is really hard. This is really discouraging. We, we say that and we take hold of that. But then we also take hold of the comfort of Jesus, the hope that we have in God, and we allow his nearness to strengthen us and move us forward into becoming like Jesus. So this morning, I want us to read... A scripture that really shows us what this looks like. This is 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 11. I'm just gonna read it for us. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. For we do not want you to be ignorant, brothers and sisters, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises from the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. You must also help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. We all pray with me. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you that your word is true. Thank you that you are in this place. And we just ask that you, Holy Spirit, that you would show us what you have for us this morning, that you would soften our hearts to hear from you, to receive from you. God, we thank you that we can gather as believers and encounter you together. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I first want to say in this passage, what's going on here? So, Paul is the author of Corinthians, and as Blake mentioned last week, Paul had an ongoing thing that he called his thorn in the flesh. And we don't know exactly what that was, but it was something that burdened him throughout his life. We also know that Paul was physically beaten multiple times for his faith. We know that he spent a lot of time in prison, so he was alone. We know that he multiple times had to try to escape for for his life. So when Paul is writing these scriptures about suffering and affliction, he's writing them as someone who has firsthand experience with, with these things. And the very first thing that Paul tells us in this passage is that God is the Father of mercies, the God of comfort who comforts us. In our affliction, and y'all, I just want to testify to this truth today. I want to be honest with y'all that the past almost two years of my life have been the hardest of my life, the hardest two years of my life. I, uh, in February of 2021, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I have three little kids, and that sent me on a journey. Now, of almost two years of going through cancer treatment, which included m- so many different kinds of testing, seven rounds of chemotherapy, four weeks of radiation, and five different surgeries, the last one being just two months ago. And even if I, as I say that, I feel kind of overwhelmed because it was, it really has been a brutal time of my life. But, and I knew I wouldn't be able to say this without crying, but I also can just say that I have never experienced um, the nearness and comfort of God more in my life than in the past two years. And I just want to say thank you, Jesus. I say thank you that I am cancer free. I'm cancer free. Thank you, Jesus. But also, and and I praise God for my healing, but I also just praise him for allowing me to know him deeply in those places of pain. And he is so good. And that is the nature of God, that no matter what kind of suffering you have experienced in your life, no matter what places of pain and disappointment, he desires to draw near to you. And this morning, I love that we are celebrating Advent. And we, when we read that scripture, that's a, from a prophecy in Isaiah, and then again in Matthew, where the angel tells Mary, behold, you will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And that is the very essence of who Jesus is. That is the essence of who God is. He is with us. He draws near to us. And it's in his presence that we find comfort. And I think about when I comfort my kids. You know, when we're at home and one of them gets hurt and is screaming out, Mommy, Mommy it's not enough for me to just say from across the room, you're okay, get out. I mean, you know, sometimes I do that if they're not that hurt, but if they're really hurt, it's not enough for me to just say, you're good, you're gonna be okay, sweetie. No, I have to go to them. I have to pick them up and hold them in my arms and pat their back and stroke their hair and whisper comforting words to them. That is what comfort looks like. And that is what God does for us. He's not just standing back. And saying, Oh man, you're going through a hard time and you're suffering, you're gonna be okay. He draws near to us, he draws him to, to he draws us to himself. And that really is the character of God that he is near, he's available, and he answers us when we call to him. And sometimes I've heard people talk about suffering in a way that's like, well. You know, I only see a little piece of the puzzle. I just see a small picture. But God, he sees it all. He sees everything. He sees the whole picture. He sees the whole puzzle. And yes, that's true. And we thank him for that, right? We thank him for his sovereignty and that he sees everything. But he also comes right down in it with us. And that is just what I desire for us to walk away with today is to know that he is with us. He is near to us. And it's in the nearness of God that we find his comfort. God also strengthens us in our suffering, okay? So he's near to us in our suffering and he strengthens us in our suffering. In verse eight, Paul says, for we were so utterly burdened, another version says overwhelmed, beyond our strength, that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was, sorry, I don't want to be sniffing in the microphone. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. And really what Paul wants us to understand here is that the strengthening of our souls is God's work. This is the work of God. Now, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Throughout my life, I have felt like a strong person. I felt like emotionally strong, spiritually strong, but many times that was in my own strength. And in, in November of 2020... Uh, I We had had our third baby girl. I was nine months postpartum. And I had really worked hard to recover physically and emotionally from having a baby. And if you're a woman who's had a baby, you know that's hard work. And in November of 2020, I was feeling really good. I was feeling really strong physically. It had been a hard year with COVID, but I was feeling strong emotionally. But just two months after that is when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And... Y'all, the journey of going through breast cancer has literally brought me to the very end of myself. Mentally, physically, uh, emotionally, I have never felt more weak than I have in this journey. Just the end of myself. But honestly, it's in that place that I have experienced the strengthening of my soul in God. And one of the most powerful memories I have from this journey, the, the day that I was diagnosed, we went to the doctor and kind of heard, okay, what's the plan gonna be? What's the treatment plan? And we came back to our house. This is when we were living in Baton Rouge, and my parents were there. My parents are amazing and they just deeply love the Lord. And so Matthew, the girls had gone to bed. Matthew, the girls, sorry, Matthew, my parents and I were in our living room. And my mom just asked, hey, can we listen to this spoken word by Graham Cook called The Nature of God? And this is a piece where Graham Cook, a pastor, he is just, y'all should look it up on YouTube. It's so powerful, but he's just calling out who God is. He's just saying all about God's faithfulness, about how much God loves us, about God's goodness. And I was just sitting there on the couch in between my mom and my dad, and leaning on my dad's shoulder. My dad's kind of a big, strong guy, and I'm leaning on my dad's shoulder. And I just felt in that moment the physical and spiritual comfort of God. And really, that was an anchoring point for the rest of my journey. Because over and over again, I was able to encounter the presence of God through his word and through worship on my very first day of going to chemo there was this precious woman named Marie who was a few treatments along ahead of me and she saw me we didn't know each other she saw me and she came up to me and she was like I just feel like the lord wants me to give you this stack of scriptures that has really ministered to me throughout my chemotherapy and that was huge for me, and I read those over and over again. And I also have a document on my computer of just words and scriptures that people would text me, send me. And I would read those, and I still do, over and over again because it was the word of God strengthening my spirit. Additionally, pretty much every time before going to a doctor's appointment or having some kind of test done, I would just feel huge amounts of anxiety in my body. And I would just go into my kitchen, turn on worship music, and with my girls, we would just worship and dance before the Lord. And those were the times that I truly felt the most connected to God because it is the spirit of God. It's his word. It's meeting him in worship. That is what strengthens us. After I completed my treatment, I went to a just women's Bible study thing in Baton Rouge and I was sharing with some of the women that I felt guilty that there had been times when after a chemo or after a surgery where I was just feeling really sick, I just laid in bed and watched TV. And I was like, oh, I should have been reading the Bible or I should have been worshiping. And one of, the woman, one of the women there led me in a time of just healing prayer and asking me, Jesus, where were you in those times? And I just had an image of Jesus just laying right there in bed with me, watching TV with me. And my point in sharing that is to say that this is a heart posture. This is When all I could do physically was just lay there and watch TV, Jesus is with me. And when we just feel like we can't take one more step, when you feel like you are at the end of yourself, Jesus is with you. And as you lean into him, he is going to strengthen your soul. And that is what we are called to in suffering. So we know that God, it's his nearness and it's his strength. And what we are called to in suffering is to lean into God. And as we lean into God, we allow him to completely strengthen us. Psalm thirty-eight three says, On the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul, you increased. And I just want to say again, the strengthening of our souls, it's God's work. It's not something we muster up, but it happens when we invite him into our suffering. And often in suffering, there can kind of be two options for us. We can either become hardened And we can let disillusionment and despair and discouragement cause us to turn away from God. Or we can stay soft to God's nearness. And in that place, we can release to Him our disillusionment and discouragement and despair. And that is where He meets us. Paul also in this passage says that we receive comfort when we patiently endure. And y'all, I don't see any way for us to patiently endure suffering unless we are truly and fully leaning into Jesus. So I just want to ask y'all today, have you invited God into your places of suffering? He's there, but have you invited him? Have you acknowledged him? Have you intentionally asked for and recognized that he is with you? Because he desires to come alongside you and to hold you up in your suffering. And here's just the amazing, redemptive thing. When we share in Christ's sufferings, we also share in his comfort. And we are able to then offer comfort to other people. We become like Jesus and offer comfort to other people. When I was finishing my treatment last winter, one of my close friends in Colorado, she was in the hospital with her baby in the NICU, and she, for weeks and weeks, had to be in the NICU, and one day, she FaceTimed me, and over FaceTime, she just told me, all I could think about was, I just want to talk to Jillian. And y'all, I can't say, I will never say that I am thankful for cancer because cancer is evil, but I am thankful for what God did in me through my cancer journey because I was able to, God, or God was able to use my pain and sorrow for me to offer comfort to someone else in a time of need. And I, I don't know that I would have been that person before this journey. I don't know that she would have wanted to call me. And so I thank Jesus for using suffering, for using pain in my life to allow me to become like him and be able to offer comfort to someone else. And I just want to be clear here. It's not, it's not the cancer that made me able to comfort my friend. It's not the suffering in your life that makes you soft to God. But it's when we lean into Jesus in the suffering Because suffering is not right. And someday Jesus is going to return and he's going to restore all things to himself. There's going to be no pain. There's going to be no sickness. There's going to be no suffering. But until that time when we know him, when we walk with him, when we lean into him in our suffering, we are able to become like him. We are able to have a communion with Jesus that we don't have otherwise. And we're able to then offer that comfort to other people. Earlier this year, there was a well known pastor who lost his wife to cancer. And when he was later speaking at an event, someone asked him, Why did this happen? And his response was, You know what? I don't ask why this happened. I ask for more of the presence of God. And that just really struck me because it's not that God can't handle our questions. We can absolutely bring every question to God. But at, at the end of the day, we don't need to know why things happen. We need more of the presence of God because it's the presence of God that makes the unbearable things in our life bearable. The nearness of God allows us to see that the sadness and the sorrow in our lives are real and to hold on to those things and to be honest about those things and then to hold on to God's comfort, to God's strength, making us more like Jesus and offering comfort to other people. And I am so thankful to see that work in me. I know that God is doing that work in all of us. And I just want to end our time by reading Psalm 138 as the worship team comes forward, if possible. And I just want to pray this scripture over us. So if you want to open your hands. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. On the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul, you increased. All the kings of the earth shall give thanks, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth, and they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you persevere my life. You stretch out your hands against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Will you all stand with me? When we were in worship, I just saw a picture of the Holy Spirit just going around and putting his hands on each of our shoulders and just offering himself as that place of comfort and nearness and strength. And my hope is that as we worship, we would be able to bring those places of pain, to be able to bring those places where we need to be strengthened to Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for who you are in our lives. We thank you that when we suffer, we are able to draw near to you. We are able to have communion with you. We are able to have your comfort and your strength. Thank you that you are with us. I pray that there would just be a revelation today in this room of your witness that you are with us that we are not alone in our pain, that we are not alone in our suffering. In Jesus' name.